Welcome back, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in again. I am Dr. Adam Oppenheimer, and this is The Post-Op. And always, I am here with the lovely Asada Jones. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the show. Thanks again for tuning in and for getting back to a little more of a philosophical approach to plastic surgery. Yeah. I, I got pretty technical in the last few episodes, Ooh, which we is got medical, <laughs> which which is where I live. You know, I guess I live in both worlds. I live in this very specific hands on working as a craftsman in a way. And then I also have my head in the clouds a little bit <laughs> with sort of the emotional and philosophical sides of things. Um, so I guess it makes sense to come as we wind down our first season to get back into more of the heartfelt side of things and more of the philosophical things. So Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited for this episode. Um, I think this episode is like the the launching pad of this podcast, right? Sure. Yeah, this is kind of where we started it with really things, is. with me kind of talking about what plastic surgery means and yeah. the evolution of, of what modern plastic surgery really is and what it means to me. Yeah, I think I remember that conversation like my first week in the break room and like I went way past my lunch break and made a couple people mad. I'm sorry, guys. I talk too much. I run my mouth. That's, That's what great. I do. Um, this is a perfect <laughs> venue for you, though. Honestly. Let's just put a mic in front of this woman. Well, listeners, thank you for listening. And as always, if you haven't already, please subscribe to this podcast on whatever podcast platform you are listening to the show on and leave us a review, a nice five-star review on Apple Podcasts. And now on Spotify, you can leave a nice five-star review too. So Is Spotify still up? I guess it's still up. <laughs> Sorry, it's still a, a good platform. They're going through it, but it's all right. Growing pains for everything, really. Everything <laughs> great, everything that you want to be a part of has to get better. Yeah, right? and I think in discussions, having important discussions like hugely what's want, currently going yeah. on right now yeah. is important too. Yeah, hugely. Yeah. Otherwise, you're like, oh, we figured it out. We've reached nirvana. We have nothing more to, <laughs> yeah. to do. We, we did it. We you know, there's a things. bunch of people who are like, uh, I will highly disagree with yeah, that statement. Yeah, exactly. But yeah. I mean, we're we're in the direction of always getting better. And I think that's yes. something philosophically for me that I embrace here in the clinic. And I I don't love saying this, but I still say it anyway, is that it's better to be my patient tomorrow than yesterday, which is just a truism oh, for I me like that. that I will always be a little bit better than I was before. Yeah. And it's it's the mission really. Yeah. The, the mission is mastery of of this. And, you know, it's I think this is true for, for a great many craftsmen and women who are trying to be a Michelin rated chef or yeah. or just a, better than they dancer, were the day before. Or, yes, or as a mom or as a husband or as a wife or as yeah. a partner. You know, I mean those are those are things that I think about as well. I'm like, yeah. can I be a little bit more tolerant, more kind, slower to anger, a Ooh, nicer that's the person. One. Slower to anger. Yeah, that's why we meditate. That's why I meditate. Yeah, that's for same. sure. Same. All right. I'm well, really just an angry, raging person deep down. No. I think we both are I'm just not, sort of simmering I'm on really the inside. Not. <laughs> I'm really not. No. Um, um, and I, you're not either. I no. cannot imagine that. I no. mean, there's there's some internal work to that, you know, I do. I have a type temper. That's like everybody gets sure. mad about certain things, but I mean, for me personally, meditation is like 
the key. And I definitely know when I've like haven't meditated, I'm a little bit more snarky, a little bit more sassy, you know, just a like, I got, I, there's always something I can say about something. Can you, (laughs) can you make it a point to meditate after the podcast and not before? Cause the snarky (laughs) sassy part, I'm like, bring that out. Yeah. That was like episode six through seven. (laughs) Save the meditation. Just plan it after we do the recording. (laughs) All right. Well, Let's talk about your cases this week. How were your cases? Cases went well. We did a body lift tummy tuck this morning. So our patient is, as I always say, pretty much right beneath us right now as we're having this conversation. I just checked on her. She's there with her husband, came from out of town, um, lost 50 pounds. We did liposuction around the waist. Oh, congratulations. Yes. Removed a lot of skin. Mom of two, which is um, pretty common. Most all of our tummy tucks are moms. And, you know, you can have a tummy tuck if you've lost a lot of weight, had a gastric bypass or gastric sleeve. But we did lipo around her waist, removed skin around the waist and around the front, and then did a muscle repair um, as well. So really like a flank plasty tummy tuck with liposuction all around and she's doing great very comfortable um i know we talked about a lot of the details the technical elements of the tummy tucks and body lift but i guess it's a good segue talking about this as my work as uh, glorified tailoring or yes. as plastic surgery as glorified tailoring yes. which is which is a title of today's episode ding 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 yay so, we did it <laughs> it's always like when you're watching a movie and they say the phrase that's the title of the movie you're like that yes. was it that's the it's the leo or- dicaprio meme that yeah. where he's eating and he's like pointing at the tv yes <laughs> yeah so the title of today's episode is plastic surgery as glorified tailoring which which is maybe selling it a little short but i feel like is also mostly what what we're doing i mean yeah. it is medicine and healthcare but in reality we are working with needle and thread Mm -hmm. we are measuring the amount of tissue that we're taking out in a lot of cases especially when it comes to tummy tuck and um, body lift surgery abdominal plasty surgery like we did today and it really requires a very meticulous approach to measuring and marking you know you go to the tailor and they take Mm -hmm. out their little white chalk i use sharpies i tried to tag sharpie once in a in a post where i (laughs) a bunch of I don't think they were. They were like excited. Mm. They're like, no, it, let's stick with like paper. Yeah, they're like, we're not a hundred percent sure this is the marketing we want to go for. It's like they, you know, it would be like tagging the the high school kids who like drew on their passed out friend, you know, and like Sharpie <laughs> at Sharpie, please feature this. We're like, no, that's not the purpose of the Sharpie marker. That's the advertising campaign they decided not to go yeah. with. <laughs> yes, good call. But I use Sharpies all the time, so instead of white chalk. Um, I'm using Sharpies. Yeah. So meticulousness, tailors are also gentle. They're not like rustling you around. Yeah. The inseam measurements are, you know, you have to be kind of careful. I'm actually having like a flashback of when I went wedding dress shopping and they have to kind of like, you know, they're tailoring everything to your body, especially when you're just kind of going to one of those storefronts that it's not custom made. I ended up actually going... And getting my wedding dress custom made because the tailor was so nice and really like sweet about it. I was like, oh, I'm like so comfortable with her. I think I want to go with her. Like I'm going to pay so much more money because I'm actually getting a custom dress. But I really like 
her energy and like I felt like the dress That's was awesome. going to be made for me. That's awesome. Which and is I, kind of perfect for what we're talking about right I now. I feel yes, <laughs> I feel like some days like I'm yeah. maybe a dressmaker. Oh, shout out and to Rania. Rania, you're the best. Cool. Thanks, girl. Nice. Yeah, I mean, th that's great because, right, she's she's looking and listening in, thinking about your body. Every one of us, as I said, everyone yeah. has something. There's some part of our body that we're maybe more insecure about in a yeah. suit, in a dress, in a certain outfit, in a swimsuit, whatever it may be. And so if you have someone and you go to them, you're like, hey, I need to tell you something. I'm really insecure about this part of my body. And yeah. they're like, oh, I have the perfect plan for you to hide that or to accentuate this instead and if you're a dressmaker especially for a bride where there's so much scrutiny you know on you yeah. and even how you look which of course I, I always feel a little mixed about but um, it's really nice when you have someone who's thoughtful and careful with your body and yeah. those insecurities and so that's why I feel like maybe a, a good analogy may be me as a glorified tailor yeah no it is it's perfect and then also kind of like calling back to our previous episode where we were talking about the scar for where the tummy tuck scar lands sure. like high or low yeah how like the trends are sure, moving it higher move. now yeah um that was exactly the situation with with Rania because I wanted this particular style and she was like you know she kind of sat me down and held my hand and was like hey girl in like five years, you are not going to be happy. You're going to look sure. at this and be like, ooh, what? Because what I liked was so outdated. And I'm actually so glad she told me Maybe that. Maybe in 10 years, though, it'll be back in style. You're like, five I honestly years don't now. think so. No. It's like I was kind of going a little bit with like sentimentality because it mirrored my grandmother's wedding dress. And okay. she got married in like 1940. 1945, 1945. Sure. So it was, it's very outdated, you know? So she was, she held my hand and was just, um, very kind and gentle right. redirecting mm -hmm, but I feel was, like, yeah yeah I feel like that's helpful and I do that as well I'm like you don't really want to have that and I'm I'm not really raising the scars too much by the way you know my tummy tuck scars still are just across the hip bones it really starts a lot of ladies have a c-section scar as we said and so it kind of curves upward and I really try to follow where most of like the elastic waistband yeah. would be and this is that idea of where the inseam is or where's the seam or where's the pleat you know that's really a big part of how I'm planning a lot of these operations yeah. and um can so. we actually talk about about that because one of the things that I think is really fascinating about this conversation that we're having but also very important is the the uh it's not a skin tag. It's the um, the point that oh, happens. like a dog ear. There or it is, the in dog the doctor ear. word, it's standing cutaneous deformity, which, yeah. <laughs> that's a, that's a, that's a there will deformity. Be a that's a there big word for. There will be a for... multiple choice test at the end of this podcast. <laughs> yeah, so um, I didn't know that was a thing. I didn't know that that was a possibility until I met a patient that wanted that corrected. And that is. Um, and I think I've said it before. It's such a shame that that's a thing because you've mentioned just if they just go a little tailoring. bit. Yeah. yeah. So so probably someone who who had come from a, a different practice mm -hmm. or a different yeah. surgeon to yeah. have something corrected. And the reality is that you can't measure a certain distance and say this is how long your tummy tuck incision is going to be. And so I use something called the pleat test, which is just my own heuristic, my own rule of thumb for 
determining how long the scar is going to be. So when someone comes in for a consultation, I'll have them sit and relax their tummy and I'll just see where that last little bit of skin fold ends. Mm -hmm. And wherever that ends is where their scar needs to be. I don't determine it. They determine it. So they're almost showing me how long that incision needs to be. So that's a pleat test. And I'll sometimes even mark it for patients or, you know, put my fingertips on the ends of that pleat and mm -hmm. say, okay, your scar is going to go this far. Some patients that pleat curves around their body mm. a little bit. Those are the patients who maybe have had massive weight loss or twin moms or some combination of all of those things that lead to more and more, you know, more and more skin. Yeah. So that's kind of how I determine that. So it would be really, really uncommon for someone to finish a tummy tuck surgery with me and have dog ears. You can see it on the table when you're done with surgery. You would know as the surgeon. Mm. And so this is where it goes back to who made the dress, how diligent were they in fitting this exactly to the underlying bony framework of the of the woman mm -hmm. and how meticulous and careful were they in planning their fabric removal and it does go back to the idea of the second fitting so i don't know if you had was it rania who was Raquel? rania yeah i don't know if you had a second fitting with rania mm -hmm. most people do i had about three fittings exactly with her, i and get it was perfect because she was right before it was like the two weeks before the wedding she's like you're gonna need to see me because either you've gained too much weight or you've lost too much weight <laughs> something's gonna happen that we're gonna need to sure. address it she was spot on sure. spot on and that's true for for um for plastic surgery if you gain and lose weight that fabric that you have will yeah. change in the way that it fits on your body everyone we all know that yeah but the challenge for me is i don't get the second fitting right right i don't want to have the second fitting and no one wants to have another fitting but to be clear if you need a quarter inch of skin removed from the ends of your incision that's a local anesthesia procedure that maybe takes 15 minutes so it's not that's not like you need another tummy tuck in that case mm, okay. but there there's a little bit of clarity when you're doing the surgery you should know as the plastic surgeon and of course if any plastic surgeons are listening to this they they would know you should know they you would hear know. me no i'm kidding <laughs> That's you saying no. They would know, and you would know that there's, oh, there's still extra skin there. Oh, this is a standing cutaneous deformity. We need to extend the incision a little more. Right. I feel like the Taylor analogy continues, though, mm -hmm. because what was your dress made of? What was your so wedding my dress, dress material? It was mostly lace Okay. at the top, and sure. then the bottom was like silk, I believe. Yeah. So I'll, I'll talk to people in their consult and I'll say, your skin is very delicate. It's much more like lace. Mm. And then I'll talk to other women in consultation and I'll be like, well, yours is like lycra or spandex. Mm. And we all see that. And then we see ladies whose hips are wider where there's a lot more room for the developing baby and where they don't have as much injury to their muscles. And that was the patient today. She had wider hips and so the baby just wasn't pushing outward as much and she was a little bit of a bigger lady. And mm -hmm. so there's all these different elements of your anatomy, but also your skin and your skin quality. And so some yeah. people come in and they'll have 
tons of stretch marks. It's almost like you can try to picture stretching lace, it'll rip. Mm-hmm. And that's basically what happens to very delicate skin yeah. that gets stretched. Some people just have very low skin elasticity like lace, whereas other people have super, super stretchy skin where you can where you can pull it and, and stretch it. And those are patients who are more like Lycra. And mm-hmm. so it's a lot more forgiving actually to tailor Lycra. Okay. You can take out a little more or a little less and it will still shrink wrap, so to speak, onto the underlying frame. But when women come in with a lot of stretch marks, it's a little bit more challenging. I'm like, oh, okay, your skin is more like lace. We're going to have to be very, very specific about what we take out so that we can keep it as taut as possible mm-hmm. in every type of position. And the, the real challenge too becomes when when you're sitting and your skin is lycra, it will be tight on your body. When you're standing and your skin is like lycra or spandex, mm-hmm. it will be tight on your body. But if you're made more of lace and you have more stretch marks, when you sit, you'll have loose skin no matter how much we've taken out during the tummy tuck. When you stand, it'll be taut, but when you sit, you'll find that there's more loose skin because you don't have that shrink wrap effect. So you almost have to, ed- not almost, you have to educate your patient on this is the, like your skin type and this is what you can expect because yes. if if you've got a if you've got a lace skin type having the expectation of a lycra skin type they could be coming to you in a post up going this is wrong this is wrong and exactly. you're like but no this is this is your skin this exactly. is what's going to happen exactly and this is the challenge when you're sharing a picture or a video right. i almost want this to be a tactile experience i can show the before and after photo but I want to then have a metaverse where you could immerse yourself into it and feel and stretch right. the skin. I don't I, really know if I want that. I think this the, sounds the, I dystopian think the, a little the, bit. The lace lycra analogy is pretty good. Yeah, I use that so we can skip the metaverse part. I think so. But I think that that is really hard to drive home as well. And I try to talk to people about it. I think sometimes we all think we're we have the same body and that everything is possible for each of us. Right. But or like oh she's. And I do this all the time. Well, she's Puerto Rican too. I, yeah, yeah, it's fine. Like yeah. somehow the, because we have the same ethnicity, everything's the Should same. Be the same. <laughs> like, oh, she's my cousin. It'll be the same. Like, no, yeah, that's not really, how it really. Works. And we talked about this too <laughs> with a couple sisters that came in, and the one sister yeah. we saw for breast surgery, and um, she was saying how you know her tummy didn't change at all, and her sisters changed a lot, and you just don't know. I think we will elucidate these things as we start going deeper and deeper into our own genomes which either is going to be i think it'll be both amazing and horrifying to know all of these details about ourselves that we don't actually have control over i -hmm. think the amazing part might be that you're you get a pass you're forgiven oh you have this gene oh you, you know there's nothing you can really do to change your the quality of your skin any more than you could change the color of your skin really that's actually and so maybe it will be liberating in a sense yeah that that you're, is very liberating in a sense yeah you're destined to have that and you're doomed to have that it's just a matter of your perspective in reality yeah. and so we all could wish for certain qualities of our skin and teeth and yeah. every muscles and everything you can imagine and bone structure and you know, you would always choose more Lycra. You'd be like, oh, yeah, yeah, let me get that option. Hopefully we don't get to the point where you can actually choose. Then we're well, I, I th- getting 
the, the <laughs> it's going really gene far. you can like pick out like your kids eye color things like that like it's getting wild. pretty pretty wild like yeah. i mean that's it's kind of cool and terrifying at me. the same time then i'll be obsolete i'll be totally obsolete well i think people are always going to want to modify their bodies like no matter what you've got like just what in my sure. opinion perfectly just beautiful figures are still altering sure. their their bodies yeah so. Yeah. I mean, I think that the the reality, too, when I talk about the the analogy of being a glorified tailor is that I really am working with needle and thread. Mm-hmm. And I think that some people may somehow think that I'm molding or shaping more. It's like clay. Yeah. I wish it were clay. Yeah. Or, and I wish I were actually good with clay. Like I would <laughs> wish for both of those things. I wouldn't just be like, I wish it were clay. You suck at sculpting, bro. <laughs> but I'm good at sewing. Great. I really wish... But I do wish it's that. It's just a blob. <laughs> yeah. Well, I wished for the clay, but I didn't. I forgot to wish for being good with clay. <laughs> I am good with a needle and thread. But I do think that when you wouldn't have to worry about blood supply, you wouldn't have to worry about the limits of their bone structure or their skin. But with the tailoring part, I really am using a needle and thread. So a lot of it does have to do with how nice your closure is, how yeah. nice the scar is. Um and being able to measure and pull and fit everything just right. If you just picture in your mind that tailor on one knee, marking and measuring and taking it in, putting in a double seam. We use triple or quadruple seams, by the way. I will put in three or four layers to close certain tissues depending on where they are. In reality, at Tummy Tuck, there's two layers of muscle repair. There's a layer of progressive tension sutures which is like the quilting stitches that hold the tummy tuck down to the body Mm -hmm. there's a layer of stitches in the superficial fascia which is layer three for keeping score Mm -hmm. there is a fourth layer in the dermis and a fifth layer in the dermis as well wow so when you look inside a nice sport jacket or that lovely jacket you wore in today asada i'll post a picture there's probably there's probably (laughs) some nice double seams in there where there's lining and nice stitching in the lining. And so maybe they're not seen, but they make a difference in right. the, the way that the coat wears. And so wow, the extra layers of stitching that we put in makes a difference in terms of how things heal, how they're immobilized and the entire process. Wow. Okay. So can we talk about the physical labor? It seems like there is a lot of physical labor on your end. Um, Taylor's, they get to sit down, you know, they're, I'm, I'm hoping they get to sit in a comfortable seat while they work on that table over the sewing sure. machine. What's the situation for you? I am the sewing machine. You are the sewing <laughs> machine. <laughs> um, the, I stand most of the time. And if you think about it, if you're removing a tummy tuck, maybe is five pounds of skin and subcutaneous fat that we're Mm -hmm. removing if we do liposuction or if we do a body lift maybe it's 10 pounds of fat and skin that we remove to hold that up for a minute is no big deal but if it's several hours of surgery you definitely can get tired i think you need to be physically fit in a i guess it's an isometric way you're statically standing holding at length maybe the retractor your arm is at length Mm -hmm. and you're twisting your body in a certain way so it definitely is more manual labor than than people think yeah because also the the machines that you use or the tools that you use are weighted i would imagine yeah the 
liposuction cannula that I use is, is a vibrating cannula. It's like an Oral-B toothbrush, a little stronger than an Oral-B toothbrush. Okay. And basically that, um, that will vibrate and we may do liposuction for an hour and a half. If you're brushing your teeth, I guess two minutes is a good amount. So you can picture holding that vibrating instrument. Has I mean, your hand ever gone numb? Yes. Okay. Not yeah. in surgery, but I've had some numbness. Every plastic surgeon. Like that ghost yeah, tingling? Like oh. when you wake up in the middle of the night and you ah, feel like your carpal tunnel. Yeah. But there's a lot of that. And it's, you know, they call it repetitive strain injury. But mm. it's a lot. There's a lot of those things, both positioning. If you look at surgeons, you know, it's. It's just like a known thing. Their neck's going to be a little bent down. Maybe they're going to have... Because you're like hunched yeah, over a little yeah, bit. Yeah, the 70-year-old surgeon, they all... It's the same end point. So you do a lot of yoga to recorrect, I do. Right? I do. I try to do a lot of planks for core. Um, and I definitely do a lot of stretching. And between different parts, it's not like I'm in the case for six and a half straight hours. I definitely will. When we do position changes, because our tummy tucks start prone um, mm -hmm. face down and then we flip so that they're on their back oh, so a you lot do of, like the sides a of lot of yeah gotcha. side and um, flank and back liposuction a lot of the times not not always but we try to sculpt that shape around the buttock really well with the liposuction and then we reposition the patient but when we reposition mm. the patient we also reposition the doctor <laughs> and I try to do <laughs> some planks I try to do some yoga I try to yeah. do like you know some different poses just to try to loosen my body back up between it might only be five or you know so minutes with the position change but I think it is important no one told me that yeah no one told me that this would be manual labor I mean in residency you're working hard and you're sweating um, but you don't really they don't really talk to you in great detail about ergonomics and certain cases have better ergonomics than others right um and I so, can't yeah. imagine like while you were doing your rounds, you're like, hmm, let me see what will work for me than this. Like they don't give you that recovery no. period to figure no. out trial and error what's going to work no, for you. Residency, <laughs> residency wasn't quite that kind yeah. then. But I definitely try more and more. And as things have progressed in my practice, staying busy also means staying really healthy and staying mobile. So a lot right. of a lot more flexibility work and a lot more specific strengthening stuff is part of it. I don't know that tailors need to have that uh, much, but I really think of it more like sports. I think of every surgery as a game day. So yeah, um, plastic surgery as glorified tailoring and also sports. And also sports, <laughs> yeah. That's not the headline. <laughs> but I think that there is some athleticism, not just the hand-eye coordination part, but also the movement part. So the vibrating handpiece, mm. holding five or 10 pounds up while you're for example, doing the muscle repair, that's the retracting part. So Wait, you're, you're, you're holding things up while you're... Yeah, so we do the liposuction first. I and think then I'm going to regret asking when this we question. Make the, oh, well, gonna... we make the incision and then we lift the skin off of the body and do that muscle repair and then bring all that skin down oh, and that's remove... that's right. You yeah, have to hold that. it. So you're holding it with one arm while you're operating with the other. And I have an assistant um, who helps a lot with that. But, yeah. but it is almost like... I'm trying to think. It's like warrior... Two is that the one where you're? That's peaceful warrior, but peaceful yeah, warrior. yeah, yeah. So it's it's a lot like so. I will do that pose, and I'm lunging, and I'm holding my arm straight out to length. So it's something like you're that in that like position. Mm -hmm. I don't know. This is like 
another, we're having another Asada moment. Welcome to another moment of Asada where she realizes very obvious things in the moment. Um, but for some reason, like I, obviously there's the skin, but in my brain, like it like disappeared. Like, I don't know, like it, you made the incision, it w- went away, you sewed it back up and it yeah. reappeared. Like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of you skin removed. Have to, that's there's a lot of skin removed. Wild. A lot is, of people want to see that. How much fabric did they have? People. Oh my most God. They're so brave. To. You are so brave <laughs> listeners. I think because it's been such a, a burden, I don't know if albatross is too dramatic, but when you have all of that extra skin on your body and you're reminded of it regularly and it's inhibiting you from wearing the clothes that you want to wear yeah. or having the, you know, how many times do ladies grab that skin and just say, oh, I wish that this could go away yeah. in my consults all the time. And so I think that having that tissue removed and seeing it and making one farewell, it's almost like a, that, yeah. Giving them the bird, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm gone. I'm done with that. Yeah. I think is a victorious moment if, if that's also dramatic too. No, but. I can imagine that would be very therapeutic. Like you've had this weight, you've yeah. had this, you know, issue, whatever it is, whether it's like, you know, the weight of the extra skin or whatever, um, and then you can actually you get to see it off of you. Yeah. And then you get You're to actually that. make that have that closure. Yeah. It's interesting. That's wonderful. Yeah, it's interesting too. And it's not necessarily about the amount because when I do labiaplasty, a lot of those patients want to see the tissue that's removed, the excess labia as well. Cool. And that's a different kind of burden. It's not the same thing, but in a way it's similar. I feel like reclaiming their body is yeah. like to me the most intimate part of of a, a person you yeah. know um wow that is pretty powerful man yeah. really cool i like that at the end of this conversation we're we're going right back to like the star of the show it's like it's the patient you absolutely know? just like i was the star with my wedding dress and rania made me feel fantastic and amazing and like yeah. the star of the moment you do that for your patients yeah. that's really cool yeah i would never want to be the centerpiece of of the story which right, is the taylor never is right no, it's all about the the woman behind it. And so I, I've talked about this a little yeah. bit. Maybe it's a little ironic that I'm doing the post-op featuring Adam J. Oppenheimer. <laughs> you know, it's probably, sure, we believe you. You want to be behind the scenes. I get it. But I really do want the patients to be front and center. And it's not that I have a problem with the celebrity personalities around medicine. I think it's super cool. I think there's even residents who are getting into the space and doing a lot of educational stuff, whether it's on TikTok, Snapchat, Instagram. Yeah. For me, and as you can see with a lot of the galleries, it's really the patients. I'm the artist who wants to stand behind the canvas and not in front of it. Yeah. So. Oh, we've come right up against our time. Man, as always, this is great. Any last words for the listeners? It's always bittersweet when we get to that point. I know. But <laughs> no, I think... Um, I think that this is some somewhat of a humble analogy to say that that this is glorified tailoring, but I think that if it helps manage and clarify the expectations that each of us should have yes. about what plastic surgery actually can do for us, I think that it's an important connection to make. Yeah. You know deep down if your skin is more lace, you know deep down if your skin is more lycra, you may be a mom of three and not have much muscle separation or stretch marks and if you trace it back you might 
see the same in your mom. Mm-hmm. And so some of this stuff is is genetic about how we're pre-programmed to respond to the stimulus of, of life. Um, meditation, I think, helps with <laughs> some of the stimuli some, yeah. of life. Um, but but either way, I, I'm uh, always honored to have the trust of people willing to show me their bodies, willing to trust me to help them to tailor their extra skin and um, extra fat that they don't need and don't want to help fit their frame a little bit better. Um, so yeah, so thank you as always uh, for trusting me and uh, patience past, present, and future. Appreciate it. Very well said. All right, listeners, we will see you or (laughs) I said it this time. All right, (laughs) listeners, we will be back next week with our Ask Me Anything episode. I am so excited for that one. So um, yeah, be sure to listen. As always, if you haven't already, please follow the show on whatever podcasting platform you're listening on. And if you like this episode, leave us a five-star rating and a nice review so I can read it on the next podcast episode. Thanks so much for tuning in and we will hear from you soon. Bye-bye.